With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to what is basically week two of the Foot Weekly podcast. We're properly into EA FC 24 now. Although the game hasn't technically released yet, we're still in that early access window. And we have with us, as you'd expect, Foot Legend Air Japes. Welcome back. Thank you much, Ben. Glad to be back. Plenty of things to talk about. Lots of fun ahead. Definitely. And as you'd probably also expect, we have... Josh excels with us. Hello, welcome back as well. Yes, thank you. It's uh, it's it's been it's been a fun few days, hasn't it? Yeah, it certainly has. And uh, the previous two guests, you'd expect, obviously, but our next guest hasn't been on for a while, and it is a pleasure to have him back. Hello to game critic and consultant Brammers. Hey, yes, it's Brammers. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm excited to be back and excited to get stuck into discussing all things EA Sports Quick Step Plus Twenty Four. <laughs> yeah, and actually, we probably won't get. That much of a chance, or we will talk about gameplay a bit, but we'll do it a bit more on this week's supporter episode. And Neil Guides is going to join us, so that'll be good. Um, but let's move on to something I've been looking forward to since, well, yeah, FC 24 was announced, and that is the first pound for pound powerhouse of this new cycle. And uh, as always at the start of the cycle, yes, this can be the best player from the market, from the SBC section, from objectives, but it doesn't have to necessarily be recent content. Well, because pretty much everything is recent content. So yeah, it'll be interesting. There should be some pretty cheap players here, I'm sure. And we'll start with the listener nomination, which comes in from Have. He went for Delphine Cascarino, who's the Lyon women's right wing. He says, there's some... There's some saying the quick step playstyle plus, as Bram has mentioned, is OP and likely to be meta. There's only 10 players with it in the game, and one of them is Cascarino. She feels insanely fast and tricky on the ball. A classic gun and run week one powerhouse for your wing play chaos. Super fun to use and currently 25k. She's the cheapest player with this playstyle, including Mbappe, Arnine, Vinny, Etu, and Alfonso Davies for company. She's got some amazing links as well. Baka and Gayoro could both be pound for pound shouts too. Yeah, a strong starting point and Many of the women's players have just risen exponentially. Uh, Rolfo would be a good example. I'm sure there's some, I don't know, patron trading hype or something going on there, but went from 20 to 100k, I think, in 24 hours. So, yeah, the market is catching up with how good these players are. And uh, let's move on to our least frequent guest, who would be Brammers. Uh, who have you got for us? Well, so yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned Quickstep Plus because um, I have 
probably my most exciting experience with the game so far was realizing how good my untradeable Musa Diaby was. Mm. That has also has Quick Step Plus. Not exactly a pound for bound candidate because I think he's now up to about 75k or something. But I mean, like, because it's week one, there are so many possibilities. It's, mm. uh, it's really, really difficult to... I mean, you're spoiled for choice. Um, so I thought about maybe Darwin Nunez because he's great for evolutions or um, uh, that James Madison player of the month because the Deadpool playstyle plus is also extremely effective. Mm. The other one I, I had was Mary Earps, the Manchester United goalkeeper, because she's the only good goalkeeper I've managed to find in the game so far, somewhat bizarrely. Um, like I've tried Ramsdale, Pope, Edison, they were just jump out of the way of the ball but Erps has been brilliant um so I kind of wanted to put her but actually I'm going to go with Chloe Kelly mm. who is uh she doesn't have playstyle plus quick step but she does have regular quick step um she's only about 12k uh four star four star English and Man City links and like lots of really good stats so you know high high work rates 81 composure 83 reactions decent just in balance pretty near max pace with a hunter so lots of lots of good stuff. She's got whips, whipped cross playstyle plus, which I know Josh likes, and a few other playstyles as well: trickster, flare, technical, and dead ball. But the thing for me is, she's just got this incredible, unique run animation. It's kind of like Raheem Sterling on steroids. <laughs> just like the arms go flying out, and it just looks incredible. Um, like she's like she's doing a Naruto run all the time. So <laughs> those things for me add up to a great player, and also um, she has scored a whole bunch of goals for me in Rivals so far. So, I'm, yeah, she's my pick. Yeah, how she doesn't have five-star skills, I'm not sure. People can look up various compilations of her doing skills really, really effectively as well. But, yeah, I'm sure special items of these players will get five-star skills and things. Uh, right, let's move on to you, Josh. Who are you going to go for? Uh, I'm going to go with somebody I think I mentioned in uh, the first pod we did last week, which is Inform Mats Hummels. Um, I was uh, lucky enough to pack him untradeable and he's just brilliant and a real kind of tick in the box of making informs usable and giving them kind of big upgrades in stats that maybe need an upgrade to be in line with whatever we're calling the power curve at this point, you know, the beginning of the game. Because he's been given 70 pace. I think it's a plus 17 from his base card. And he's just like... in terms of a defender that you go, oh, they were, they're just really good at winning the ball back. He is that defender for me. He's alongside Varane, who's really good, but Hummels is the standout and not just because he looks incredibly tall and wide on the pitch. Um, he's got the um, intercept playstyle plus and is just like, I, I, it's, it's difficult to describe what it's like using a player that is not traditionally kind of good in the game, but is absolutely brilliant now. And I obviously you give him a shadow because he still only has 70 pace, but even his passing is beautiful. I think he's got eight, like 84 short passing and 88 long passing on just, just on base stats. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't say enough about him. The, the other thing that he has that I think is really noticeable as well, because he's so big is at corners. He's the person that tends to go and attack the ball and he's got the aerial play style. He scored a lot of corners for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, he does look really good. Twenty-five uh, k. I don't know whether you mentioned the price, but that feels. Oh, I, maybe, maybe I didn't mention the price. Yeah, twenty-five k. I mean, he was thirteen k just before uh, early access started, and that just seemed ludicrous. Yeah, but I still think twenty-five k for a week one informs 
pretty good. Yeah, some some strong contenders so far, James. Yeah. He feels like he could be 40k in no time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, how does he compare to other Bundesliga centre-backs? I feel like there's not such a sort of plethora of options this cycle, right? Yeah, there's there's not a lot of fast Bundesliga centre-backs that are good. You've got Kim Min Jae's probably the the pick of them. Uh. I, I don't know if he, don't know if he's any good. I've not used him, but just in terms of like fast centre-backs. I've used a variety of Bundesliga centre-backs so far. Mm. Kim Min Jae... I couldn't justify price relative to performance because he was outperformed by Upa Meccano. So uh-huh. Upa Meccano was an easy one to keep in. So far, Upa Meccano's felt the most like solid to me, but I have not used Inform Hummels. And the second most solid, like kind of right on level in some ways, like I was shocked how good Zula was. Mm, interesting. And like not overly impressed with the Licked, but Zula, I was like, maybe it's because I wasn't expecting much from him. Uh, but he was just like awesome. Have you tried Channel Schlotterbeck? I have not tried Schlotterbeck yet. Okay. Because I, he seemed a little too competitive for the way that I like to pick cards up in the beginning. How, how do you mean by that? When I'm, I guess, starting out, what I mean is like, I'm not going to like overly fight for cards, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, I'll just throw on some open bids in the very beginning for cards that I don't think are like super meta, just so I can try them. And Schlotterbeck falls into that category. Mm. So he hasn't been giving a run because he got sort of looped into that, like perhaps like Bundesliga meta where people yeah. were like actively seeking him out. Whereas like I've tried, you know, Delict and stuff and he was, Delict was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not like unbelievably good though. Yeah, yeah. I also think for, for 20% of the price to get Zula, who's higher rated and is better defensively and physically, like, yeah, he's a little bit slower. I It is one of those, you know, I'm sure we'll get into what you're going to do at the beginning of the game, but building a starter team, you, Zula's just brilliant. Yeah, Zula, Zula's great for a starter team. Um, also, his if you look at his stats, his like sprint speed is quite high. Mm. It's like in the 80s, isn't it? Yeah, know. it is. It, so with a with a shadow on it, he feels like once he gets up to speed, he's like pretty rapid. Mm. I will say I also have gone out and purchased because I'm kind of ter- terrible at defending. So I sort of spent all my coins and went out and bought Blanc and Cannavaro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm I'm not sure that I can like at this point like tell the difference between like a super, super noticeable difference between like that group of players. I think icons at this point, like they've shot up in the last maybe few days, but obviously initially because people didn't have the coins, they were quite cheap. I, I picked up Essien, who's just been actually ridiculous. If you look at his playstyles, not just plus, but playstyles they're all really really helpful things like press proven compensating a lot for the fact his ability on the ball in terms of dribbling isn't particularly amazing um, but he's obviously not pound for pound but the player I will actually nominate is uh, Majri who I mentioned on the last podcast said was really good but I feel like I need to properly nominate her for pound for pound now having used her even more and as a left centre mid, using her actually going slightly further forward in a three, but also actually even in a two, because she's high defensive, medium attacking, and has good defensive stats, um, she's been exceptional. And I actually packed Bellingham, untradeable, and I think she's better. Like, I've, I've at least enjoyed her much more. Yeah, she has five-star skills, which might be partly why. Wow. Um, but People have been, like, really raving about Bellingham. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been good. He, that's probably underselling him, and I haven't used him for as many games, so I'll get used to him, I'm sure. Um, but she also has Tiki Taka, Technical, Flair, Trickster, even, uh, Travella, and her Playstyle Plus is whipped. Uh, pass, I think it is, but she isn't 
especially useful. But if you're playing her on the left side of a midfield three, she can often get into positions to cross it. And uh, yeah, just so good on the ball. And uh, yeah, having that kind of mobility in the midfield it just feels like a luxury you don't normally get at this stage of the cycle unless you've uh, you've got uh, Jesus Corona in, of course. Um, so yeah, uh, really like her and would definitely put her forward for 3.4k. Uh, I don't think you're going to get much better. Um, as an attacking midfielder or even a midfielder in a two. She can play left wing as well and centre mid as well as the cam default position. Right. I realise I've slightly snuck in before you there, James. Hopefully I didn't take yours. Yeah, you did, Ben, but <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I'm just kidding. You did not. Uh, mine is going to be Alex Morgan. I know she's expensive. Mm. I was fortunate to pack her untradeable, but her finesse shot is like bonkers. Mm. She like is seemingly icon level and will win you games by herself. Wow. Uh, and I, like last I saw, she was maybe like 50K. She's probably gone up since then as people like start to realize how uh, crazy she is. Uh, she's obviously super easy to link to because there are plenty of great US women's players in the NWSL. And I just think she's like going to be hard to get out of my team, which I was not expecting mm. to say, but that's the case. That's where we are right now. Nice. And also, it feels like, and a few people have mentioned this, goalkeepers are you know, pretty bad at the moment. I was wondering though, Japes, do you think this is because people are using bad keepers? Because like, it's not very common, especially with the price range situation with goalkeepers at the moment, that you come up against actually good ones or the ones people will use for most of the cycle. I don't know if I think they're necessarily bad at the moment. I don't think I've made up my mind on them. Mm. What about you, Josh? What do you think about the keepers at the moment? I think it depends. Like in pure one-on-one situations, it's probably too easy to dribble past them. They, mm. they tend to like commit way too hard. But there's also situations where like they make very good snapshot saves in the box. I, I think the problem is that defending is quite hard this year, you know, compared to previous years because it's I feel it feels a lot more manual, but also you get punished a lot more if you try and make a tackle and don't get the ball. Mm. And so I think people are just giving up way more opportunities than they're used to. And so the games are quite high scoring. And so therefore it must be the keeper or the keeper's not saved it. I, you know, I think for me, precision shooting is probably one of the biggest reasons I feel like I'm scoring a lot of goals because... Oh, you're using it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're not using precision shooting, I have a feeling you're going to end up being left behind. Interesting. It's okay. so, so good. Oh, I'm mm. bad with it. It, it, it. Yeah, there is a there's an adjustment period massively. And there's still situations where, you know, it goes out for a throw in. But cross keeper, even the especially Travellers from outside the box, it's lightning good it's so so good and and i feel like the keepers very rarely catch the ball as well there's always a you know palming it over or you know it comes back into the play and when if you've got a good striker that's got good attacking position they tend to anticipate it a lot better and good reactions too mm-hmm. yeah that is interesting because i used it a lot in the beta and i had some success with it but i just thought it's not something that i want to pile on top of the many things to learn at the start of the game so I haven't enabled it yet but I will and and maybe you've given me the kick to do it now actually uh, I've lost yeah. games because I've had it on <laughs> so if you're like yeah, yeah. concerned about winning or losing at the moment like don't use it yeah the games that I end up losing are the ones where I have two quality chances maybe mm. and I get like a little I suppose like panicky or lose like a little composure on those chances and just don't it's like not ingrained in my brain yet mm. 
I feel like now is probably the time to do it, though, isn't it? Because you know we're not into champs yet. We've got a bit of time. I just can't. I, I honestly, though, I, I think I'm going to actually disagree with Josh. I don't know if it's. I would say it's like actually that much better. I'm not sure anyone could say for sure right now, but we'll see. Um, what I was going to ask actually, though, on this topic, it might be a good time to practice now before champs. I think it actually says in game that champs is starting this weekend, but there's no way that's going to happen, right, Bram? It's always been like two weeks until champs starts, and people only get the game on Friday, right? It would be crazy if it started this weekend. Um, I don't see how it can. My expectation would be a week after launch, full launch, um, if not even two weeks. Yeah. I mean, like, who who is even going to have the rivals points to go into playoffs? Yeah, it would be like the sweatiest champs ever. It would be such a small pool of players. So, yeah, I'm sure it would be a little bit longer. Uh, how are you feeling about keepers actually in shooting, uh, Brammers? Uh, well, I mean, I, should, I suppose I should get this out of the way, I still haven't learned how to do time finishing or time shooting, whatever the hell it's called. For God's sake. I, it, you're just going to have to add it to the backlog. I haven't done precision shooting, time finishing. <laughs> so, you know, they, they need to stop adding these mechanics because I'm going to, the backlog is already overwhelming. Um, but no, I've had, I've had terrible time with goalkeepers. Um, I was using, I think I mentioned Nick Pope and Ramsdale, who you would assume would be like, mm. okay, starter goalkeepers. Um, and they were just, uh, they were terrible. Um, they, I find keepers kind of drop the ball in weird ways now. Like they'll drop it just inside the near post or they'll, I mean, they still do the thing from last year where they just kind of dive out of the way of a shot across the goal. Like there's a, there's a thing in game development called animation pairing, which you see a lot in, in like fighting games where if you do a certain move, then the other character tries to match the animation. So it looks really fluid and cool. And I always got the impression that the animation pairing was a bit off with shooting and goalkeeper diving last year because mm. um, it, it would make no sense for you to be shooting across goal and the goalkeeper to literally dive under it. But if anything, it's worse this year from what I've seen. Then again, like those have been on like the sort of the low end goalkeepers. So maybe uh, once they sort out price ranges and everyone's rocking like Alisson and, and All Black and whatever, it'll get better. Um, and I definitely saw a huge change as soon as I gave Mary Earps a try. Like, she will actually save things I would expect goalkeepers to save. Mm. Were you saying you didn't find Edison that good? I probably misspoke. I haven't used Edison very much yet. I did. I only packed him untradeable, I think, yesterday evening. So I'm going to give him a go. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was going to say, I found him a huge improvement. He's only on, I think, one or two chem even for me over uh, Diogo Costa, who I was using for chem previously. It yeah. was quite noticeable. And I do wonder whether a lot of the complaints about goalkeepers are because of the quality of goalkeeper for the rest of the cycle. People will be using, you know, at least 84 plus rated goalkeepers, probably realistically higher. That was the case quite quickly last cycle. So we'll see. No, yeah, I mean, the, the, I was just going to say the thing I'm really excited for is is um, the inevitable Mary Earps midfield card that we'll get at some point <laughs> in the spring. Um, yeah. This year's Vanger. Yeah, the five star, five star Earps with the dynamic from the Euros <laughs> as well. I hope. Absolutely. Just on the topic of goalkeepers and just players in general, don't go and buy a player thinking that you're getting them for the cheapest price because lots of the price ranges are broken at the moment. I know it's been mentioned a few times, but they seem to be like minimum price ranges set for some ratings and the players are at the bottom of those price ranges. So it's a very easy way to lose coins right now. Yeah, I think to stay it's like, what, 212k or something minimum, which is obviously yeah. Yeah, ridiculously high. One thing I was thinking from a sort of trading perspective, though, is there might be a big flood of these players, right, when the price ranges do get updated. 
Uh, and that might be an investment opportunity because if they all get listed around the same time, once people realize price ranges are updated and they can sell, there might be an opportunity to buy in. And I often find goalkeepers every year are something that kind of rises a bit later than other players because they're not really seen as a priority until we start to get towards that champs window, I'd say. Um, and also, you know, they're, they're good fodder too, of course. Um, right, on that, let's take a break and we'll be back to talk about evolutions. Hello, listener. An important thing to say here is that there's a 36,000 FC point giveaway going on on the Patreon. And not only that, but there's a free trial as well. So you can get access and listen to support episodes for a limited window. And then if you'd like to, you can continue to stay and support for just £3 a month and you'll get double the podcast content. There really has never been a better time to support if you've been considering doing so. And uh, the way you can find that is by just searching support for weekly or following the link in the description of this podcast. You can also go to bit.ly slash more pod. It'd be a pleasure to have you as a supporter of the pod. And if you consider doing so, a huge, huge thank you. Let's jump back into the podcast. Hello, welcome back after the break. Let us talk evolutions and maybe we just go around and ask what people have done in terms of their evolutions so far, if they have. Uh, Bramers, uh, why don't you start us off? Have you done any and uh, what have you done if you have? I have. I've done um, all the evolutions except for Relentless Winger. Um, so go, uh, go, Golden Glow Up or whatever it's called, um, I don't really want to talk about because I kind of misunderstood how it, how it was going to work and I just put in... Uh, I put in like a, the Fulham midfield guy. I can't even remember his name. Um, and he's terrible and his upgraded card is irrelevant to me already. Um, so we, we just gloss over that one. Um, but I did put Darwin Nunez into uh, the, whatever the uh, founder evolution one is, because mm. his bait his like his base card. Um, and I, and I, and I hear your, your grunt of disapproval shapes and I absolutely understand it. His, his shot power is, uh, is quite something, um, even on his base card. And I haven't fully evolved him yet because I've tried to do the founder evolution milestone, which weirdly seems to have to be done with an in progress version. But even as like the 83 with an extra star week for it, it's, it's been great. I have been enjoying him a lot. Uh, the other one I did was Ansi Fatty. Oh, into was it the welcome one possibly um uh, just because yeah. you know i was just kind of playing around with it uh, and i knew i would have cards that were better than that soon and that they would be putting out more evolutions soon so i didn't want to get sort of um overly wound up about which which players i used but i haven't done relentless winger and i don't think i'm going to just because i find it kind of obnoxious that they're charging for that mm. and i don't want to pay 50k for it yeah. because like you could buy a better card for 50k anyway so yep I think that's good logic. Josh, what about you? What have you done so far? I'm in a weird spot with evolutions because uh, like, you know, foot.gg, the most popular players page is literally just all evolutions players. Mm. And it's, you know, Bramers has given us a great rundown of the most popular ones to do there. <laughs> and for me, I kind of felt like I wanted to, because I don't think evolutions are going to be the bleeding edge of people's squads. I think you're always going to have better players. And so I want a project or I want players that I care about. And so on my main account, I've gone for a project and it's going to be Borussia Dortmund, mainly because they've got the team in the third division. So if there's another bronze one, because they do have a midfielder that works in the bronze one, but if there's another bronze one, I can go and use the third division and kind of still keep within the Dortmund like umbrella. Um, and so I've had... Haller up front, who I've also not completed because I'm trying to 
like get the games up for the in-progress evolutions and he is very very fun to use but what i did do on a separate account is there is a player who can play center back and central midfield in uh, la liga he's got a bit of a tough nation for linking in that he's from mauritania um and he's abdallahi mahmoud and he starts off as a 62-rated central midfielder, but because he can play centre-back, you can put him in pacey protector and then put him in the golden glow-up. And so he ends up as an 84-rated central midfielder who can play central defence with 80 pace, 82 defending, 88 physical, and like, you know, 79 dribbling, 76 passing. So really good in those stats. You know, six foot two. The fact that he's two-star, three-star doesn't really matter as much because he's a centre-back. And I was also interested to see like what stats were actually upgraded in the in-game stats rather than just the face card stats. And uh, he did get a nice little plus 23 in his composure, which was nice to know that that is being upgraded. Hey, it should be said actually in terms of how the upgrades work, it isn't as simple as just plus three shooting, it's plus three finishing. It does slightly change. So if a player has much higher finishing, for example, than shot power, you'll notice that they're getting a bigger boost to their finishing than their shot power. It's actually a similar formula that they used for the team of the week in the past to boost those in a kind of more interesting way, but across the board. Um, So that's worth bearing in mind. Actually, uh, Josh, who was the player? Because I kind of missed his name. And and also, how did you find him? Using foot.gg's amazing Mm. Evo Lab, by the way. If we're talking pound for pound of the first week of the cycle, the Evo Lab has been amazing. Uh, Yeah, Abdullahi Mahmoud. Uh, M-A-H-M-O-U-D. I think he's the one of only a few Mauritanians on the game. I can't think of another one off the top of my head, if you'll uh, forgive me my lack of ball knowledge. Yeah, there's there's four others. Um, but yeah, he's he's one of the largest upgrades in terms of starting rating to that final rating that actually has a decent card at the end. Oh yeah, I see him now. Wow. Ah. Yeah, so for those who don't know, on the uh, foot.gg site you can see the evolutions for players but not just that you can see combined evolutions so as josh is saying you can put him through pacey protector then golden glow up and then golden glow up part two so yeah interesting he's also got good work rates doesn't he yeah medium high because obviously you're probably going to play him at center back despite the fact that he ends up with 76 passing on his card but his in-game stats is 92 short Ooh. passing 83 long passing 87 vision damn that's quite a card japes what are your thoughts on this at the moment i haven't touched them i'm honestly i'm like i'm right now i'm leaning towards like leaving them to the very end of the mm. time that you can do them the strategy that right now i'm leaning towards is i've been looking at cards that i'm considering doing the criteria that i'm basing my current lean on at least uh, revolves around the club that they play for. So linkability and the number of play styles they already have because like you can boost stats, but play styles are seemingly going to be much more challenging to just like get up. And at least to me right now, they seem to be making potentially like outsized impacts. Mm. I've been looking at the welcome to evolutions one and then trying to figure out if I can do a card that's, you know, a a CM has quite a few play styles already and then put him in the golden globes part two or him or her. So I'm toying around with the idea of Kakare actually at the moment. 
Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, not like obviously would not be a like particularly popular choice, but he he has some nice play styles, and I I feel like I, I feel like the smarter move here is to evolve a card with that has some built in play styles to try to get one that has many play styles. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's an interesting one actually because that thing I was saying about it boosting the high rated stats more. He's got some good ones which were already quite high so like agility 86 bounce 85 83 aggression 86 stamina whereas quite low strength and jumping so you know those things don't matter so much anyway that's not really his style of play so you can just see that becoming a a really really kind of i guess meta card in those particular areas which are important which is quite good and also he's high high which is something that obviously won't change so yep yeah no that's that's a nice option and obviously, Leon have a lot of, especially with the women. Leon have a bunch of interesting cards on the women's side, yeah, which yeah. I've been really enjoying that Diani card still. Yeah, um, yeah. And actually, like, shout out, if you want to, if you're on the keeper question, I've had Leon's woman's keeper. Endler. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Mm. Like, like, or I haven't used too many keepers, but she feels pretty solid. Yeah. Like, I haven't been like, oh no, she, like, she's six feet tall too. So, yeah. I don't know. That's that's kind of my lean right now. Yeah. French players are always safe bets, mm-hmm. I feel like. I've considered doing like going the Matthias Tell route, obviously for Byron, but his silver card is very expensive. And like if I look at his boosted stats, I'm kind of like, like, where does this actually get me? Yeah. You know? Like he 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 would have five star weak foot though, I believe. Which is kind of nice. Yeah, it's nice that the founder one gives a, a weak foot boost. And I think my tip with the founder evolution is it might just be worth doing that on someone who's even lower rated just to have them for a future evolution potentially because I'm not sure how often we'll see an increase in weak foot where you can take it to five star weak foot. That is really handy. So if you can submit them into a future evolution, upgrade them further and you've got that in the bank if you like, I think that is probably a good way to go. I'm in a similar situation myself. I'm bad when it comes to, what is it, like choice paralysis. I, I feel like I, I always struggle uh, to you know decide on something and do it. So I haven't done it yet. I'll probably, I may even try and wait until the next batch of evolutions because I'm assuming we'll get a few that come out while we still have the ones we have and then can you know, go on foot or GG and see where you can take players now because at the moment they're just not going to make a huge amount of difference to my team and I imagine for those of us who've played quite a bit over the last couple of days that may be the case especially with the you know, decent untradeable packs and actually this was reflected by a question from Mutawa saying a similar thing about maybe them not being so useful for committed players currently uh, and also then Bertisak was following up with a point about whether maybe the packs that we've had so far have almost been too strong because of the Nike Ready promo offering some really good pack rewards, the season uh, packs being fairly straightforward to get and quick to get. How do you feel, Josh, they're managing the power curve at this point? Do you think it is starting off a bit quick? Yes, but also no. So, like, I I definitely think we've had way more packs at the beginning than ever before, but it has been a trend that, has been happening over recent years. I do think there's going to come a point for those committed players by the end of this week, really, where all of those easy packs are now done and Mm -hmm. you're now kind of waiting quite a while before you get that next pack. I think the problem is, is that everything you've opened beforehand has given a lot of people incredible untradeable squads that they don't really need all that much else to add to them until you know we hit road to the uh, knockouts which is which will be the first promo on friday and 
Uh, yeah, uh, but there's a separate point to this, and I think it does link in well to the Evo's question, which is that I feel like there's a push this year for different ways of creating your ultimate team rather than the ultimate team. And the, by using Evos and by using playstyles specifically, and I do think we'll see a lot of them added into promos, you know, you can start building a team that is maybe not the absolute best, but is still just as competitive and will still get you the wins you'd usually get or still get you to that point where you're comfortable playing. And if that's the case, I actually don't mind that we're being given lots of packs and they're open to a lot of these big players, but I definitely think we're going to see quite a slowdown and it will then be about waiting for rewards or waiting for that next big objective to get a load of XP to get the next big pack in seasons. Because yeah, it was a bit mad getting an 80 by 10 and an 83 by 10 or, you know, an 80 four by two and an 84 by five, uh, depending on your proclivity. You ready for my, I don't know if it's tinfoil hat theory, mm-hmm. but I, I actually think that the strategy from an EA perspective is like pretty clear here. And it's, it's a business one, 110%. I think they're trying to early level condition users into what it feels like to get lots of packs right away. And people like that feeling. Mm. And when that then is taken away from you or brought down, much like the addicts we all are, what are we going to do? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. We're going to go out and buy points because we want to keep that level of keep that level of growth and increase in our squad and the feeling of opening that many packs over and over and over again. And if you set that precedent right from the start, I believe there's like a higher likelihood that more folk like I, I felt that draw myself to be like, oh man, mm. I, like I got so many packs like right away here, like. I want to keep opening. Like, there's so many good cards out there. What if I get one? Mm. And I think that's the that's the level that it's on. I agree with James completely. I think that they are conditioning us to want to open lots and lots of packs, and I think that it's working. Um, like you know, uh, you, you mm-hmm. can see, or you, like 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 James says, you just you feel that pull. The other thing on this topic, though, and perhaps slightly more positive from uh, not calling EA vampires perspective is um, the game is kind of more supportive now of having multiple squads. I've typically only have one big squad, but it's been noticeable over the last couple of years, they've done more like champs objectives around specific leagues and whatever is encouraging it. But this year, like one thing that's really helping with it is the position change thing. Mm. Um, Like I got, um, uh, is it Reeton from Chelsea, the the left winger who is fantastic um, and plays at cam or left wing. Uh, and in one of my squads, she's at cam and in another, she's at left wing yeah. and it's just fine. Um, so that, that, that's been quite nice. And, and obviously with a huge volume of cards coming into your clubs from all these packs, mm. um, it is feasible to have multiple squads and to just kind of play the game in lots of different ways. Yeah. I would also say, you know, for those who may be tempted because there is this influx of packs and that might start to dry up. There are plenty of packs available throughout the season, although you may not progress through the season as quickly without the boost that we've had early on. But also remember, we are going to be getting better and better rivals rewards as you progress through rivals. And also, you've got champs coming eventually as well. So you can look to the horizon and see some packs that are available for people who aren't spending on the game. So uh, I'll just bear that in mind. The one other thing I wanted to mention here, because people may be peering at them thinking, oh, that's somewhere I can get some juicy packs, is the milestone objectives. What would you recommend, Josh, in terms of 
those that you know people should be looking into. I mean, there's a fair time commitment, but there are ways, obviously, of speeding those up uh, quite a lot. But it's still a good amount of time, right? Spent uh, scoring goals and things. Yeah, I, I, like I would probably suggest that if you're somebody who's a fairly casual player of the game, don't try and you know bang out 400 goals as quickly as possible. Like just let that happen over time. And and even if you're a hardcore player, it's not always the best thing to do to get it out of the way because you're going to end up with nothing to do. If you can get an 88-rated squad together, the Moments Mastery one is the easiest 100k pack you can get. It's very quick to just go through. You literally just have to score a goal within like two or three minutes of it starting and you're essentially put in one-on-one. You know, getting an 88-rated squad isn't too difficult because fodder that top level fodder is still quite cheap it is rising but you know again with the amount of packs we've been getting and you can put loans in especially in uh, moments it's it's quite easy to get that the league mastery is quite an easy one to get that's using premier league liga mls and then uh women's super league so the like the english women's league um the nwsl so the american women's league and the french women's league if you get those you only four from each of those leagues so you can do it in you could put two in one squad so it takes 30 games that also gives you a 100k pack um they're probably the easiest ones to get done and if you jump into a friendly with with a mate who maybe can jump out of that friendly fairly quickly after you score that will allow you to get it and then you can you can do that back and forth. I will say though, I have seen rumors. I've not actually friendly boosted so far, so I haven't had a a lock yet. If you play too many games in an hour, the game will lock you out of matchmaking for a certain period of time. And that used to be about an hour. I have seen people say that it's been 12 hours for them until they've been able to play again. So maybe they've added in a much longer um, time now in that in that matchmaking lock to stop you from friendly boosting because you've also got the bronze squads and the silver squads that you used to be able to do with friends although they've made those 25 games this year not 15 so there's a lot in there first own mastery is only 50 games now so you should get that first owned pack fairly quickly i think you end up with a 100k pack and a 50k pack at the end of that and then yeah the the Easiest one for the goals and assists is probably finesse shots. You only need 75 finesse shots for a rare mega pack that got me uh, an icon. Mm. So I think that would be what I would... That would be the kind of way I would look at it. But I think if you're a more casual player, don't don't absolutely spam the milestones because you will get them done eventually. Yeah, I would say as well, go into milestones and check out those moments, objectives, because I think they are really good value for time because you get the stars that you can spend in the star gallery or whatever it's called as well so well worth doing on that we'll take a break get refreshed for the final part of the pod hello a quick note for those golden above supporters you can join the discord so if you haven't done so already do jump in there there's an evolutions channel where people are sharing their evolutions and making recommendations and there's loads of advice including on how to open packets of crisps so if that's something you're into head over to the discord you can find it by going to bit.ly slash pod discord help so that's bit.ly slash pod discord help right on that thank you very much for supporting and let's get back into the pod so after the break i guess we're probably ending this on a slight negative here because we're going to talk briefly about some issues with the game at the moment in terms of bugs and things because it has just been a bit ridiculous how many errors glitches things like that you get and having to restart the game quite frequently the new menus in theory are great but it's just been a bit of a nightmare and i mean it's not unusual for new games to have bugs grammars but this has been very frustrating oh gosh 
Yeah, it's extremely glitchy in all sorts of ways at the moment. Um, FC24. I, like, I regularly will just have uh, directional input will just stop working because I've moved between a few screens mm. and I have to close the application and start it again. Or just minor bugs in weird places, like objective sets not working. Like the moments round the world objectives don't work for me. Mm. And there's things like you, like even um, outside the game in the web app, you, you can't really search for chemistry styles on the market in the web app at the moment. Just no particular reason. So yeah, like there's the amount, I think probably this is the, the number of times it has crashed for me uh, or I've had to restart the app has been way more than I've ever experienced with a new edition of, of previous FIFA games. And, you know, you kind of expect a certain amount of it because they've done some UI overhaul stuff, but I do hope they can get a handle on it because it's a, the you know, typical experience with one of these games is that the game is at its most responsive in menus, um, early doors, and then slightly deteriorates as the population service strain increases. So if they don't get a handle on it, you're going to have that coming in as well. And who knows, in a few weeks' time, we could all be moaning about the menus just endlessly. Yeah, it is mad how much these menus make them. And yet, you know, clearly the resources aren't there to make sure that these bugs don't end up in the final version of a game. I mean, I know that mm. this is going to always happen at some level. I mean, I mean, I know this is always going to happen to some extent, but it does just seem kind of crazy. Uh, not so many bugs in terms of gameplay itself, I guess. Obviously, there was the Hedeberg bug that uh, Jake's pointed out, which has now been recognized by EA in-game. And in fact, I don't think you can go into a match with that, which is kind of fascinating. There is an in-game bug. Maybe not necessarily a bug, but um, if you're finding stuttering in actual matches itself, yeah. turn off the indicator that shows you when a playstyle plus is being used. There's an option in the menu to turn that indicator off, and it will completely fix your stuttering. It will it will smooth out your gameplay massively. Yeah, I have been finding that, actually. That's good to know. One final thing, then. We haven't mentioned Madison or Kevin De Bruyne, two SBCs that have been released. Madison is the player of the month, and De Bruyne is a flashback, so lower rated, but in a higher pace, does look very good. Anyone completing those? Anyone use them? Any thoughts just before we go? Um, I've used Madison. I had used early doors the Zobrasly uh, Liverpool card hmm. and noticed that the, the dead ball plus or playstyle plus on him was incredibly good um, in terms of. Um, sort of free kick situations around the penalty box. Um, you the, the the like the indicator line extends like almost all the way into the net and you can just kind of slide the ball <laughs> all the way over the wall and into the top corner with unerring reliability. And I think Madison is even better at it, which is really cool. And also just corners with um with the dead ball specialists um are, are devastatingly effective from what I've seen. Um I've got regular Kevin De Bruyne, which is why I haven't bothered to do his flashback. Funnily enough, I was thinking of doing it and then untradeable Kevin De Bruyne just popped out of a pack. So that was that sorted. Um, but every time he takes a corner, there's maybe like a, I would say like one in three chance that the ball will just go to someone just straight without even adjusting the trajectory or anything. And and they'll just pop it straight into the goal. Um, and that's only with the regular play style. So the, the dead balls plus one should be, if anything, more effective. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he looks good. I mean, you know, decent ish value. Fodder's not obviously that high at the moment. Um, anyone done Kevin De Bruyne's a bit more expensive? I don't know. Just like, SBCs at the start of the cycle is a bit weird. I've done his lower rated squad, but I haven't done his mm. high rated squad yet just because I haven't got the fodder and I'm not spending coins on an untradeable card at this point in the game. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those where I think if you've got the fodder, or if you've put a load of FIFA points in, I'm sure he'll be a lot of fun. The walkout animation is delightful. Mm -hmm. 
he's not actually that expensive. He's got more expensive because fodder has gone up, but he's he's relatively affordable. I just think it's a bit too early to commit to a player like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, he's there, he's there so that um, all the people like you and me who are grinding the milestone packs end up with a high-rated duplicate and do the flashback Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> um, and the same, for, the same for that Akpom, which you would definitely not do under most circumstances, but it's there for 29 days. Mm. And at some point, probably just after the first um, upgrade packs come out, we'll all have like that 187 or something sat in the sat in the duplicate untradeable pile thinking, oh, I've run out of quick sell recoveries. What do I do? And there goes the first squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know we're three days in, but I'm in dire need of an upgrade, <laughs> upgrade grind right now because yeah. I've got so many 81s and 82s I need to put into SBCs. Yeah, it actually just reminded me, obviously, there was the uh, squad foundations for Edivisi, which, you know, they're not especially exciting, but maybe they'll be useful if, you know, you're building around that. But it is worth noting that Josh said to buy Edivisi managers and uh, that was a good shout. Um, but didn't do it himself, I know you said on Twitter. So. Didn't do it myself and they went to 5k. Yeah, I think the best investments are the ones we say on the pod, but don't actually do. And um, yeah, before we go, any final things people want to mention uh, before we wrap up? I do have one thing that I wanted to, I just wanted to crow about my pack luck. Because for ah, the first time in, I don't know how many years they've been doing the 4,600 uh, FC points, um, I actually got something good. Mm. And I got, I got Neymar. We were, just, we were just sat there going through them, me and my kids. Uh, and I was like, Brazil, <laughs> it's never left wing. Oh, it is left wing. Oh, it'll never. Be. It is, in fact, Neymar. <laughs> and, and yeah, and, and he's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I was really keen because he's like, you know, you've, you've only just got the game. You're not just going to immediately sell him. And I thought, but typically my instinct would have been to sell him. Um, and he's gone up in value a lot as well. So that was very nice. And um, I doubt, and hopefully that will, uh, that won't mean that that's all my pack luck forever. But just, just on that as well, that thing of going, of the pack opening animation, there is a lot more trolls this mm. year than there oh, God, have yeah. been before. And I think because as far as I'm aware, there's no walkout, tell right now i've not seen anybody go this is a walkout tell there's a lot of people that show clips starting at different times and so go oh look the light begins there and it isn't over here but it's exactly i've had them side by side on two 4k monitors i'm looking for the tell believe me there's no tell whatsoever yeah there's like there's like firework truthers and stuff aren't there and and <laughs> but yeah i can't i can't i can't see it either uh, but yeah, Kolo Moani is a really bad one. And uh, yeah. Firework truthers, that's hilarious. Yeah, maybe it's worth saying that there is a difference between rare and non rare because that's kind of useful to know. So if you're opening a fair few packs, um, rare is like a more gold color, the little light kind of crack that opens in the pack at the start. And then non rare is like a kind of white. So that, that might be worth looking for if you're trying to speed through packs for whatever reason. Right, on that we can wrap up. Thank you all for your input on this first proper, really, podcast of EAFC24. It's been a pleasure to get into it. And if you have any thoughts on anything you've heard on this podcast, then yeah, send them in at FootWeeklyPod on Twitter slash X. You can do it in pod priority questions in the support Discord or on YouTube. In fact, you could um, post a comment with your thoughts, uh, anything along those lines, any way you want to get in touch, do it. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. First of all, to Brammers, great to have you back on the pod. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I also just wanted to say, since I'm not on very often, Ben, thank you so much for all the hard work you've been doing with things like Foot.gg because um, it's making a huge difference, I think, to a lot of people's experience. Um, so, yeah, kudos oh, to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I can't take all the credit for that, but uh, I've certainly been coming up with some ideas. So, yeah. yeah well, I hope I hope all the feedback gets to the right people. I've got to say, the times of the green site, I think, are coming to the mm -hmm. end. Yeah, yeah, which one, actually? But, yeah. They're being left behind currently. Yeah, the orange era is here. Um, but thank you very much to you, Josh, as well. 
Yes, thank you. And uh, to all our female listeners, I'm very sorry, but I am now off the market. I, uh, I, I, I've been engaged since oh, the last yeah, pod. Congratulations. Hey, congratulations. Uh, God, I was worried there for a second you were going to say something controversial about women's players. <laughs> <laughs> ben was like, uh, I, don't, I didn't want to get cancelled until later on this year. <laughs> and, uh, James, thank you very much for coming on as well, of course. Cheers. Always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Exciting uh, times ahead, and I'm sure plenty more things to discuss. Indeed. Right, that does wrap us up. Thank you very much for tuning in, and a big, big thank you to all those supporters out there keeping the podcast going, including those icon patrons Dave B, Hugh J, Coach Vass, DJ FIFA Player, Alan G, Alistair, Anthony R, Dominic P, Rob P, Jeff B, Michael K, Stephen F, Tom B, Damon H, David S, Nick Jack M, Eric T, Neil P, Adam G, Kirky87, Dan W, Waterman, N Hagman, Harry A, Jake G, Roger D, Springford, Elec, Bracco, Nishant, Harry P, Alex M, Lee A, Brendan W, Andrew C, Joe W, Timothy J, Dylan, J Kell, Ibis24, Adam R, Sam K, Graham W, Andy, Ads H2K and Brian V. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add though. FIFA's a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.